It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Birds. Sammy sings? Why you not have Sammy? And Chad P. Thanks, Dr. Obvious. Thanks. Golly. I never would have. Dude. Class is in. Rock School. Good afternoon. My name is Joe Burns, a professor in the communication department, Southeastern Louisiana University, a former student sitting to my immediate right. Your name happens to be... Chad P. And I'm looking forward to today's show. We continue on... It's a sequel. The continuation of the Van... Halen show. You I'm want not, passion? You got passion in this show. I'm not sure whether this is going to be like The Godfather 2. I'm not sure whether <laughs> this is going to be the better sequel because you start to get into that concept. Are you a Van Halen man or are you a Van Hagar man? Oh, so that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. question. That's a question. We left last show here on Rock School with Van Halen beginning to fall apart. But David Lee Roth was still the lead singer, correct? At that point, it was 1984. Okay. Van Halen is the largest touring band ever, and I mean literally the largest touring band ever. Okay. No matter what another band had, Van Halen had more. Mm-hmm. They made sure of it. They had people on staff whose only job was to make sure that no matter how much lighting equipment, amplification, number of speakers, size of stage, no matter what a band had, Van Halen bought more. And furthermore, they had so much of it that they had to have two complete stage setups. Wow. Because the stage was so large that one had to be being set up while another stage was playing. It couldn't be set up in one night. Oh, wow. So they had double everything. Huge. And at this point in time, and this is something the band kind of wanted to keep on the down low. Yeah. Their accountant came and said, look, you guys are so rich, you really need to start giving some money away. So for about two years there, Van Halen was the largest contributor in the world to Toys for Tots. Really? Really. How Dave, rich do you have to be to where they say <laughs> you you really need to start you, you know, need to start just light a match away. and throw some, you know use firewood. Put it in a pile. Yeah. Light light cigars off of it. <laughs> the tour ends, the nineteen eighty four tour ends okay. and David Lee Ross says, We're hot, we're hot. We 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 need to do we need to do we need to do a movie. Movie. We need to do a movie. All we right. could call it Crazy from the Heat. And we could have women in bikinis and all this kind of stuff. And we could do old Louis Prima songs. And the rest of the van said, get lost. And they waltzed away. And Dave said, well, if you can play on Michael Jackson's album and all that kind of stuff, I can put out little EPs and such. And he puts out just a gigolo. Mm-hmm. And he puts out California Girls, and the band it just collapses under its own weight. And Van Halen says I've had enough. And they t- Dave is out of the band. And ba- Dave says no, I quit. And it's kind of like your best friend and his girlfriend break up. Yeah. Depending on who you speak to I left. No, we kicked him out. No, right. we didn't. Right. Well, well, Van Halen's the band, so they're going to come out with the album first, right? Wrong. Uh-oh. David Lee Roth had Beat him to the punch. already been practicing with Greg Bissonette on drums, Steve Vai on guitar, Billy Sheehan on bass. The album came out. Dave wanted to bury Van Halen. 
he named his 1986 album Edom and Smile. Oh, This wow. is Shy Boy. David Lee Roth band, he tried to bury Van Halen. This is what it sounded like. It's David Lee Roth as we talk Van Halen on Rock School. got his voice. Hey, he loses it later in his career, but he's still got his voice. So if you're a Van Halen fan, yeah. should you feel guilty for enjoying that? Cause I, I don't. Hey, man, I, I was certainly digging don't. that. That's not even a song that, uh, that David Lee Roth wrote. That was a Talus tune. The uh, the bassist, Billy Sheehan, is from Talus. That's uh-huh. a Talus song that, uh, that they redid, that Shy Boy tune. But that original album, Eat Em and Smile, it had two or three hits off it. Really? It had, oh, yeah, Baby I'm Easy was a hit off it. Uh, Yankee Rose was a hit off it. Uh, Going Crazy, which was supposed to be on the soundtrack of this movie mm-hmm. that he was putting out. So what's going on with Van Halen? Well, they stumbled around for a little bit. A lot of people believed that David Coverdale, the lead singer of Whitesnake, was supposed to be the new lead singer of Van Halen. Okay. Never was in the running. Never was contacted. Hmm. It was an, an urban rumor that just went around. Believe it or not, the first person contacted to be the new lead singer of Van Halen Who was, was Patti Smythe. Really? As in, I am the warrior. Really, honest to goodness. Did they have like an all-out open public, hey, we are Van Halen, we're searching for a new lead singer, or did they just kind of keep it on the down low Completely, no, completely on the QT. Oh, I see. Um, There was also a discussion between Ed and his brother. You see, Ed and his brother were Van Halen. Eddie Uh, and Alex. Yeah, Eddie and Alex were Van Halen. Michael Anthony literally was being pushed out of the way. And by the way, remember me talking to you about how... They were going to replace him. Right, the guy who was playing bass on that song you just heard, yeah. was the man they were attempting to replace. So just to add a little Mike salt in the wound. Apparently. Probably David Lee Roth went out and got him, huh? Uh, apparently. apparently. Wow. The, uh, the, uh, the Van Halen brothers also thought about making the first album after Van Halen broke up sort of an all-star lineup. Mm-hmm. Phil Collins was even contacted about coming in and singing a couple of the ballads. Honest to goodness. Was there just absolutely zero vocal talent between these three men that they just couldn't go on as a three-piece? Ed Ed was a singer for a while. So why didn't they just... Got me. As uh, If you listen to Van Halen 3, I mean, uh-huh. long farther where we are right now, um, there's a song called How Many Say I, where Ed sings, and he's awful. Oh, is <laughs> it really is. Uh, it, it's just it's just terrible. I was well, waiting to say he was pretty good. <laughs> no. He's Eddie awful. Van Halen owns a Ferrari. Yeah. Sammy Hagar owns a Ferrari. All right. They happen to take, just by pure darn chance, their same automobiles to the same mechanic. And this mechanic, who apparently can speak about 15 words of English, says, Eddie, Sammy. Sammy sings? Why you not have Sammy come? This guy apparently that's from some like Eastern Bloc country. Why you not have Sammy come? It's apparently when you hear Eddie tell the story, it's that. It's Sammy sings? Why you not have Sammy come? This guy's from like Romania or something like that. So Sammy comes over. Eddie Van Halen and his brother and Michael Anthony had been laying down track after track after track. So they take Sammy Hagar, they toss him into a studio with a, with a microphone, and they say, okay, we're just going to roll this thing. You sing. He scats around, uh-huh. and 
almost word for word, they begin laying down lyrics first try. It was one of those things where just works, huh? the clouds part, single beam of light, Sammy Hagar, without even being asked, there's a, there's a phrase that appears on all of the, the, uh, the Van Hagar LPs. Uh-huh. What is understood need not be discussed. Uh. And that's what they felt about the connection hmm. between the four of them. This is the first time you heard him. If you got the 1986 5150 LP, the first time Sammy Hagar was the lead singer, you put that thing on, took the needle, dropped it down, and this is what it sounded like. It's Van Halen with Sammy on Rock School. Hello, baby! <laughs> Scream, Sammy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's pretty hard. I wonder if there oh. are any eyebrows raising when he came in and just started all that. I wonder if somebody looked at it, somebody else and just went, okay. Yeah. No, I, I got to tell you, I liked the first album. I really did. I mean, this Why Can't they, This Be Love, that was the big hit off it. And Dreams was pretty good. Notice, you also know after this first album, no videos with the band. If you remember, the the videos were were conglomerations of other things. Like Dreams was the big hit off of the album, and it was nothing more than than shots of the Blue Angels. Okay. But the thing about it is I want to talk about the guitar work. Eddie had always had something called the Brown sound. He played through uh, 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 double humbucker pickups and the Marshall amplifiers. Well, now he was such a established guitarists that guitar makers started to come to him and amplifier makers started to come to him and he began using Kramer guitars and PV amplifiers and inside these PV amplifiers and I know you don't like when I start to go crazy on names adjectives. and adjectives yeah. go adjectives. but PV amplifiers started to use what's known as a Saldano uh, a type circuit inside of it. Okay. And he started to use speakers that instead of like 30 or 35 watts, they were 70, 75 watts. Did you hear how the sound wasn't smooth anymore? It was kind of bitey. It was rough. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was rough and, and rugged. Right. Ah, like and it that. wasn't, it didn't have a smoothness to it. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't so much loud anymore, but it was sort of, I don't know how else to put it, bitey. It sort of chomped at the notes. Distorted it was, yeah. a little? Distortion wasn't really it. Distortion is, is sort of the uh, the amplification of the harmonics. That's distortion. Okay. This bit at the note. It okay. sort of amplified the envelope more than it should have been. And I okay. wasn't a real big fan of it. When the next album came out, OU812, which, by the way, was an answer to David Lee Roth's 1986 Eat Em and Smile. Get it? Oh, it's Eat the... Em and Smile, OU812. Get it? The letter O, the letter U, and the numbers Giggle, giggle, giggle. They went the opposite. Uh-huh. He tried, he, Eddie tried to go back to the brown sound, and the mix is awful. The guitar is way back in it. It's very muddy, and why it's like this, I don't know. It, it, it's a good album. I like the music that is on it, but the guitar is almost mixed with too much too much bass. It's lost its high end. What Ed used to do with his guitar, even though it was the brown sound, was take the the presence or what would what would actually amplify the very very highest 
um, frequencies on the guitar yeah. and turn it all the way up. No matter what the settings were, he would take that and then he would take a phase shifter, which would sweep the high harmonics, and he'd step on it when he'd play his play his leads. So the guitar had presence. It mm-hmm. stood forward in the mix. Okay. And that's all lost on this album. Well, if it was mixed differently, it's probably just chalked up to they went to a different studio guy? I, I guess. I guess. I, I'm i not a fan of the way it's mixed, but boy, I like some of the songs that are on it. We're at 1982. Um, pardon me, 1988. Yeah. Van Halen beat David Lee Roth to the punch this year. Ah. OU812 comes out. This is my favorite. Let's do it till we're black and blue on rock school. What do you What do you think? Is that a little innuendo there? You You uh-huh. think just a touch? <laughs> are the microphones still on? Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. I just wonder about that. Guitar sound like it's at the other end of a tunnel. It's just kind of oddly wait, recorded. Wait, what's he playing on that drum? What is that? He's in. Think, think. Is that a cowbell? That might be a cowbell. <laughs> For real, listen to it. There you go. There's the representation from OU812 as we continue with part two of the uh, the Van Halen show. 1988 <laughs> also showed David Lee Roth coming out with his Skyscraper LP. We'll come back and talk about it after we take a pause for the cause. Pay the light bill right here on Rock School. Programming on KSLU is underwritten in part by Home Theater Etc. With football season in full swing, Home Theater Etc. offers a variety of big and flat screen televisions for you to enjoy watching your favorite team on. Brands such as Elite by Pioneer, Hitachi, Sharp, Toshiba, JVC, Mitsubishi, and many others. They also come in different sizes, such as 50-inch, 62, and even 72-inch screens. Home Theater Etc. is located on the corner of Morris and Mooney across from Florida Parish's bank. The telephone number is area code 985-340-7777. Well, how can you prove if a man has whiplash? Mr. Sanford, Uh after you were struck from behind, did your neck feel funny? Yeah. This man has whiplash. 90.9 KSLU. Rock School, as we talk about Van Halen for the second hour, we're looking at the group, we're looking at the fact that they've split, they have become Van Hagar, they have Sammy Hagar out front, but David Lee Roth isn't going away quietly, he has had a massive hit with Eat and Smile, and he's come out with his second album, Skyscraper, massive hit coming off of his album, uh, Just Like Living in Paradise, and he's on tour, and it is a huge tour, I got to see him, he has on tour with him. 
him. He can only play certain arenas because he has numerous elements that he brings with him. He yeah. comes out on stage in a boxing ring that lowers from the ceiling. Like Apollo Creed. Like Apollo Creed. He comes out on stage. He now has numerous things that blow up on either side wow. of the of the stage. A giant microphone. Women that sort of, like balloons in the shape of women yeah. that inside of about 10 <laughs> seconds go whoop and blow themselves up. <laughs> And, and 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 steel drums. He comes out with about nineteen guys with steel drums. Hey, the accountant said, "Spend money," and apparently he did. I'll go buy a boxing ring. It finally finishes with him after he's played this two-hour concert, and it was a whale of a concert. I saw him in Utica, New York. It was a whale of a concert. It finishes with apparently the boxing ring being taken away. I never saw them working on it, but a giant surfboard comes down. What? He crawls onto the surfboard and flames and and smoke shot out of the back of the surfboard. <laughs> he got into a Superman pose on the surfboard and it whisked him away out over the crowd. And the concert was over. It was two hours. Well, you know that's very common. I did that for Halloween. Oh, did you? Wow! <laughs> it was a massive hit. Nineteen eighty-eight. The skyscraper LP. Steve Vai is still with him. Billy Sheehan has took off. Uh, Greg Bissonette's brother. Uh, Greg Bissonette, the drummer. Yeah. His brother comes in, plays bass. A keyboardist is added, and they open up the album with "You Can Feel It Right Down to Your Knuckle Bones." Van Halen on Rock School. <laughs> successful album he's going to have. His next one's called A Little Ain't Enough. It'll have a couple Menza Menza hits, but that's really the last you're going to see of David Lee Roth really out in front and really uh, competing with Van Halen because their next album, 1991, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, yeah. the mm, album, you really can't <laughs> say it on the radio, it just it just throws hit after hit after hit, and that's where they just put the death nail in the coffin. So You know what I like uh, about this little competition? It's almost that? like two well-bred horses in the Kentucky Derby going for that photo finish, man. Yeah, but one of them never grows. Oh. Yeah, Van Halen grows. They really become better musicians. They they write greater, stronger, more uh, in-depth songs. Uh, David Lee Roth never leaves the concept of, let's go to the beach and look at the girls in the bikinis. Oh, he never grows. So they mature as musicians. Oh, yeah. And, and Dave never grows. To this hmm. day... <laughs> to this day, he never grew. Uh, he he never does, and you know, he just some people falls are away. Satisfied. Some people are satisfied with yeah, that. Yeah, they you know? really are. They really are. I mean, he has a song on there called Two Fools a Minute" on this uh, the skyscraper LP, mm-hmm. and it's got a great line on it. It said, "Let's get in the car. Let's go up the road. Turn right next Thursday." Mm. And I want to retire. Look at my wife and say, "Let's go up the road. Turn right next Thursday." Yeah. It's a uh, it's a half past plus a minute. So so let's talk about writing us an email. You want to say hi to us here at Rock School? We mm-hmm. want to say hi back to you. We Where do. do we write to if we want to speak to us? That would be KSLU Rock School at Gmail dot com. KS 
L-U-Rockschool at gmail.com. Okay, it's time to attempt to stump the professor. Yeah. Now, you were going to talk about a video of Van Halen speaking of becoming better musicians. Right, right, right. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of MTV, and this video, I just, I remember it so well. It It is uh, right now. Right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Piano uh, starts off real, really good piano sure. solo. And you were talking uh, off air that that's actually Eddie playing the piano. Oh, sure. Ed is a, Ed is a, a classically trained pianist. He actually, when he was younger, won two years in a row the Pasadena. I think it was under fifteen classical piano competition. Okay. Honest to goodness, okay. he uh, he is a fan of Debussy and Chopin. Those nice. are his two uh, classical influences. Okay. He actually plays violin as well. Oh, <laughs> he's he's hey. a heck of a musician. Well, Go ahead. If, if, I know you're familiar with the video. For those of you who are not, the song's called "Right Now." And the mm-hmm. whole video shows different little cl- video clips yeah, with, vignettes. A, with a little caption underneath it. One of them is uh, a, a shot of uh, bare feet backing up on uh, a sand. And it says, right now, someone is walking onto a nude beach for the right. first time. So that's pretty much the whole album. Yeah, they show another one. It's a dog. And it says, right now, God is killing mothers and dogs because he has to. Yeah. There's yeah. another one that shows a breast implant. And it says, right now, nothing is worse than regret. Mm-hmm. There's another one that shows a woman um, putting holy water on her on her uh, forehead, and uh-huh. it says right now guilt is turning someone inside out. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. really, just a lot of random stuff, but it, it's cool mm-hmm. because it kind of sticks in your head and, and you remember it. Sure. This is the one that I remember, and I'm going to see if you do. Okay. When Ed begins his guitar solo, mm-hmm. and they show a close-up of his left hand oh, going yeah. to town on those strings, yep. what's the caption? Uh, what right, does it say? Right it's either right now. I'll right give now, you that. Right now, Eddie's Eddie's hands are full. Or right now, Ed's got his hands full. That's exactly Is right. That it? Right now, Ed's got his hands. Right full. Right now, Ed's got his hands full. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I didn't bring that song. Oh well, you said that, we weren't going to play the hits. That's right. We're going to play another one called Judgment Day. Okay. We'll tell you about the album when we get back. This is from 1991's For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Finally, Van Halen gets back to the sound that made them the rock band that they are. And man, has he got his hands full. Listen to this guitar piece. It's called Judgment Day on Rock School. That'll shake you. That'll shake you. From the album for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, the uh, the boxer Ray Boom Boom Mancini, by the way, suggested the uh, the name of the album. Uh, Sammy Hagar apparently was a boxer and is a big fan of boxing and is a good friend of Ray Boom Boom Mancini. See, you see, Van Halen just simply wanted to call the album, you know, the F word. Oh. They just wanted to call it that, and and Ray said, "You can't do that. Why don't you call it where it came from?" And and there's a rumor. This is not really where the word came from. This is not you know that's not the epistemology of the word. Uh, a lot of people believe it means for unlawful carnal knowledge. Uh, never so that's what I put they, that together. There, that's what they wanted to call the thing. Thanks, Doctor Obvious. Th- <laughs> Golly, I never would. Dude, while they're growing smarter, are they also growing louder? Yes. I didn't turn up my headphones. 
Gah! Yeah, it's 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 well. The album is far better recorded, far better mixed, far better uh, mm, engineered. Mm. Yeah, that much thing much had better. A crisp. It really sound. did. There were bootlegs of Van Halen all over the world. As a matter of fact, there are websites dedicated just to trading bootleg tapes. And i got to tell you, I don't know how they're still existing because huh. this is a band that really does hang on to its copyright. Oh, you, wow. you can't just use their logos and, and do as you please with them. Oh, they'll so, find you. Oh, they will. <laughs> and how they allow these bootleg tapes, not that I participated in trading bootleg tapes or anything, but not at all. how they allowed this to happen. I don't know. Hmm. But in 1992, somehow Warner Brothers said to them, guys, you got to put out a live one. you got to put out a live album. It has to happen. So what they did was decided to go ahead and record the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge tour. But not only did they record it in an audio fashion, yeah. they brought along professional uh, film. They didn't do it video. They shot it in film. And they shot the entire Canadian leg of the tour, and they created Van Halen Live right here, right now. Now, Sammy Hagar's okay. uh I mean, I like his solo stuff, but he has a song called One Way to Rock. It's from his album Standing Hampton, and every time I saw Van Halen with Sammy as the lead singer, this was their show opener, and this was... No exception. Oh, oh so, so we're sticking with Van Halen? No more David Lee Roth? He's done. Oh, he is? He really is. His next album was called... Uh, his next album was called... Oh, come up with it. A Little Ain't Enough. Barely went gold. The one after that was called... Your Filthy Little Mouth. Didn't even go gold. It's he's He just fell away. He didn't change with the times and nothing happened. So let's go live. Let's go live. I love live. Ladies and gentlemen, we are renaming this town. It's no longer New Haven, Connecticut. It is now New Halen, Connecticut. You wanted the best. You got the best. Van Halen! Another one. Play another me. one. That's from Van Halen Live right here, right now. That's only one way to rock. There you go. That's Sammy Hagar out in front of Van Halen. we got to take a one-minute pause for the cause. Stick around. We'll be right back, and we're going to continue with Van Halen. I'm looking at the time. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get all the way to Gary's Jerome, but I'm sure as heck going to try. We'll be back in just one minute on Rock School. Programming on KSLU is underwritten in part by Home Theater Etc. With football season in full swing, Home Theater Etc. offers a variety of big and flat screen televisions for you to enjoy watching your favorite team on. Brands such as Elite by Pioneer, Hitachi, Sharp, Toshiba, JVC, Mitsubishi, and many others. They also come in different sizes, such as 50-inch, 62, and even 72-inch screens. Home Theater Etc. is located on the corner of Morris and Mooney across from Florida Parish's bank. The telephone number is area code 985-340-7777. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. 90.1. KSOU. 
Rock School as we continue on with Van Halen. Show number two of a, of a two-run show. Uh, two hours of Van Halen, and you know what? It may not be enough. It's 1995 right now, and hey, if you're going to break up with one lead singer... Why not do it again? Why not break up Why with two stop lead a good singers? Thing? On 1984 over to 1995, if you were watching MTV at midnight, you saw Van Halen premiere their brand new song from the album Balance. You also noticed that Eddie Van Halen didn't look like Eddie Van Halen what anymore. Happened to him? He had cut off all of his hair. Oh, he, he did had not. grown a beard. He had it real high and tight. He almost looked like he went into the military. And we found out later that he was, once again, putting coke up his nose mm. and putting booze down his throat. You're probably sitting there, what happened to Ed? Who's that lumberjack right yeah, there? Yeah, he didn't look like Ed at all. He uh. played like Ed, I'll tell you. The song was called Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do, and... It, it basically was one of these things where it, it seemed like he was becoming paranoid against his own success because Sammy's wife had had a baby. Okay. And Sammy left to spend two weeks with Eddie Van Halen. And the story, or I'm party, Sammy left to spend two weeks with his wife. Eddie Van Halen called Sam and said, when are you coming back to start recording you know, additional pieces of music for this, uh, you know, for this stuff? They were, they were supposed to do uh, work for the Twister soundtrack, yeah. the movie Twister. Yeah. And and Sammy said, well, I'm with my wife. Ed, apparently, I'm, I'm giving what I consider the correct side of the story. If you listen to either side, it, it changes a bit. Apparently, Ed went crazy. You're a solo artist. You've always been a solo artist. Why don't you just stay a solo artist? You stink. Curse word, curse word, curse word, yeah, curse word. You're, you're being very nice. And basically, there. Sammy Hagar tried to be a nice guy and tried to warm things over, but Ed would not give up. And there's only one problem. When a man is successful on his own and you lay out an ultimatum in front of him and both sides of the ultimatum are equally as good, yeah. he may very well decide to stay in Mexico with his wife, record albums on his own, and make a mint all by himself. So this hmm. is the last album that the four of them were together. This is 1995's Balance. Brilliant piece of music. Listen to the guitar playing. It is just simply awe-inspiring. This is called Aftershock. It's Van Halen. I never thought she'd walk. I'm living with the Aftershock on Rock School. Living with the Aftershock from the 1995 album Balance. Van Halen. We've run out of time. There's, There's four more albums. There's four more albums. We're running out of time. Let me tell you what happened real quickly. Go for it. Sammy's gone. Sammy splits. He gets back with the Wabaritas, and he starts putting out albums on his own. He has a hit immediately following called Little White Lies that's all about what Van Halen did kicking him out of the band. Mm -hmm. He goes on tour with David Lee Roth. (laughs) <laughs> they call it the Best of Both Worlds tour. And you would think, well, he'll never get back with Van Halen. He had to. Because in 1996, Warner Brothers says, we're going to put out a Van Halen Best of album. And they decided to do it half David Lee Roth, half Sammy Hagar. And ha- Sammy Hagar says, well, maybe I should get back together with Van Halen. 
Well, Van Halen said, nah, you can jump off a cliff. Well, what do you mean? Well, because we've already recorded two new songs with Dave. Ah, oh, come on! Whoa, whoa, so whoa. they got together with Dave and they went on MTV. Remember when Dave came out with MTV? I do. Dave blew up at Ed backstage. He said, man, this is my comeback. And Ned told him to go pound sand. <laughs> so they went out and they got a brand new guy, the lead singer of uh, uh, Extreme, Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon, yeah. And they put out in 1988 Van Halen 3. Well, since then, Van Halen went dormant until 19 or until 2004. They put out another compilation called Best of Both Worlds. They toured. Nothing happened. They're back on tour right now. Uh, Michael Anthony's gone. Wolfgang, Eddie's son, is on bass. Wow. They claim when the tour's over they're going to put out an album. We'll see. We'll see. Remember when I said very at the very beginning of the show that only one album didn't go platinum? Yeah. It's this one. Oh, boy. The one with Gary Sharon. What a way to end. We're going to end it next week. Back to trivia, 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 and lots and lots of different groups. But gosh, I enjoyed the Van Halen Been show. Been talking about it since we started this show. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Burns. What's yours? Chad P. Here we go. There's a fire in the hole. It's Gary Sharon of Extreme. This one you probably have heard before. It's featured on the Lethal Weapon 4 soundtrack. Thank you so much for listening. This is Rock School. Class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>